Okay. Welcome to the Cosmic Pirate Podcast. I'm joined by Roger, my friend in Florida, and Cindy to my left in the studio. I'm Drew. Welcome to the podcast. How's everybody doing tonight? You can't answer me because you don't have a microphone in front of you. I don't know what the f- I'm talking about. Maybe they do. <laughs> Maybe some people listen to uh, our podcast with a microphone in front of them. No. We were going to talk about medical miracles. Roger had some wacky news, maybe, or something. A little bit. Roger's got a little bit of stuff. Cindy has a, a yeah, Ramaya will of stay nothing. off the computer. A little and bit I of have nothing. A, I have a few related to mir- medical miracles, but I will open my my news to see if I have any if I can find any wacky news as well. Although I'm I'm concerned that I might uh, find the same news that Roger's finding. Um, so well, that's not a big deal. We've done that in the past. We've done that before. Let's and start. It'll with, probably be, be true this time because I'm finding that it's getting harder and harder to find wacky news. Like workmen paint around dead badger? Uh, no, I haven't seen that you one. You didn't see that one? No. Oh. Apparently, according to metro.co.uk, workmen painting white lines on the main road left a gap for a dead badger lying in the middle of it because it wasn't their responsibility to clear it up. <laughs> That sounds like what I would have done, too. The, the animal had been killed. Oh, actually, no, I would have painted right over the dead badger. <laughs> Why not? It looks to me like the white lines might be... Uh, I don't know if they do double double dash lines in the UK, but it looks like the badger may have happened after the lines were painted and just happened to happen in a gap of the lines. I don't know. But the news story says that the animal had been killed on the A338 near Downton on the Hampshire-Wiltshire border. But when council workmen came to paint white lines in the center of the road, they decided to leave a space until the body had been removed. Cool. Uh, Hampshire County Council has responsibility for the line painting in the area, but it's up to New Forest District Council to clear any roadkill. That sounds like Jersey. Now, I haven't been in Jersey in a couple of months, but... The Lucky for you. Roadkill lasted for a while in Jersey. You'd see the same dead deer on the side of the road three or four days out of the work week. I guess they only did that on weekend to clear up. Businessman Kevin Mall was on his way home from work when he clocked the break in the road's lines. He actually clocked it. This guy's got too much time on his hands. Yeah, and not enough steering wheel in his hands. I couldn't quite believe my eyes when I saw this poor old badger who had been there over a week. I'd seen him every day as I went by and wondered if he was going to be picked up. Then on Friday, I drove home to see his body between the lines. They had painted the road but left the gap where he lay. The badger has since been removed and the painting is scheduled for completion today. God, a guy can go out there with a paintbrush and finish that job. Scheduled. You know? Oh, no. You can't have just one guy with a paintbrush. You have to get the whole crew out there again. <laughs> you need a supervisor for the supervisor for the supervisor. Yes. And Where's plenty my of coffee. paintbrush, by golly? Actually, in England, it's probably tea. That's the wrong color white. <laughs> oh, God. Do I really want to talk about the pierced penis party trick cop? Didn't mean to offend. Yes, please. Um, I'm thinking, no, we don't want to talk about it's, that one. Says yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I didn't know about this one. We'll go as far as we can. A policeman who was sacked for <laughs> opening a... Bu- <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> a, 
A policeman who was sacked for opening a bottle of beer with his penis, piercing. Oh. His party trick, apparently, is appealing to get his job back because he didn't mean to offend anyone. So what do you do? Pierce his penis with a bottle opener? Oh, I, I want to see that trick. Sergeant Andrew Lawrence performed yeah, the trick. Yes, their video. <laughs> no, they got a picture of a guy with his hands over his crotch. I'm sure. Sergeant Andrew Lawrence performed the trick during a police Christmas party, attaching a bottle opener to the piercing as fellow officers and their wives looked on. The stunt backfired when someone made a complaint. Lawrence was fired from the New South Wales force. You think that farce would have backfired when he like ripped skin or something yeah how that, do you pop a bottle cap off a beer with a penis piercing i mean if, you, if you feel the need to Don't do attempt. that yeah that you've got other issues i mean there's oh, no question man. i mean what the hell would would possess him to even try something like that <laughs> so where's the video yeah <laughs> commissioner andrew scipione scipione that's a british name huh said he had lost confidence in the bottle-opening Bobby, who had been one of the most senior officers at the bash in, in the Chinese restaurant in December in 2000, 2008. Lawrence had apparently been involved in a similar incident three years earlier and received counseling over it. <laughs> at okay. his tribunal in Sydney... Wait a minute, we're in Australia now. He claimed repeat his colleagues... Offender. What's that, Raj? I said he's a repeat offender. <laughs> he is repeat a repeat offender. offender. He can't keep it in his pants. <laughs> At his tribunal in Sydney, he claimed his colleagues had been egging him on to expose himself, and he went to the toilet to attach the bottle opener to his member. Oh, for God's sakes. He acknowledged his behavior was inappropriate, but said he didn't intend to offend. While his lawyer, Patricia Laws Lawson, asked the tribunal to order a review of his harsh dismissal. According to Gawker, Lawrence who now works part-time in an off-license, has been offered a job with the producers of puppetry of the penis. Oh, I bet. The Australian <laughs> genital origami specialist. He has all kinds of offers now that have nothing to do with enforcement of... I hope he seriously considers our offer, producer David oh. Foster is reported to have said. As a fellow Australian, I think it's a disgrace we treat our burgeoning genital artists like common criminals. For his ingenuity, this man deserves a promotion, not a pink slip. His penile ingenuity. Yes. I will attach a bottle opener it's to my penis now and open a bottle. All right. I think not. But what uh, cracks me up is he went to the toilet to attach it. Why'd you go to the toilet? You came out in public and friggin' opened the beer with it. This is just ludicrous on so many levels. Well, no, he, he, he's willing to show his penis with his piercing. Then he's got to go to the toilet to attach the opener to the piercing. That's my point. Because yeah. he has to remove the piercing from his penis to get the opener through it. Oh, for God's sakes. Okay, this is just this is so whacked. I so that even... requires some foreskin grippage and something like that. <laughs> Woman invents carjacking to cover up sex. That sounds good. Nice. All right, another good one. They have a picture of an SUV with feet sticking out of the back. Oh, God. A woman in New Jersey. Hey! There New we Jersey. go. A woman in New Jersey made up a fictitious... Sure it wasn't Florida. <laughs> Maybe the next one. Same thing. A woman in the Garden State made up a fictitious carjacking to explain why she crashed into a tree, when in fact, the reason was that she was having sex. Updated. Woman who made up carjacking to cover up car sex also made up car sex to cover up theft. 
hold on. <laughs> we have two stories here. Original story, according to New Jersey authorities, the 23-year-old initially told police she got lost while driving on Sunday and asked a man for directions. She told them that the man pulled her out of the car at gunpoint and threw her to the ground. According to the local Daily Journal newspaper, however, police say she later admitted that she picked up a man and let him drive, and the car crashed into a tree while they were engaged in a sexual act. Officers say the car had been set on fire. The woman is accused of filing a false police report. She has refused to identify the man. One of the comments, as we know, comments are always the funniest things in these news reports. Some blokes get all the luck. <laughs> or, or this is a rather long one from Judge Doom. Not sure if that's his real name. <laughs> I was caught in the act by a police lady one time last summer whilst in my car. He's British. I won't go into any detail about the act itself, but believe me when I say it was very pleasurable for myself <laughs> and partner who wasn't a prostitute. When I was confronted by the law, I panicked and took the handbrake off by accident. Luckily, we were on a flat road, so that didn't make a difference. It was my foot going through the windshield that oh. alerted the officer to my predicament. Having seen my foot, then <laughs> looking towards my genitals, she realized something was a fishy. I told her I'd put my gun away, meaning my tallywhacker, but she took this as literal and immediately called for backup. Before I knew it, I was surrounded by armed coppers with guns pointing at my face. Luckily, none of them went off, unlike me in the excitement. I was literally <laughs> caught with my pants down. Okay. Uh, that's 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 three off the bat. Roger, you got a couple of wackies? Or one wacky uh, or two wackies? Nothing that compares to that. <laughs> uh, let's see. An Idaho tree decorated with shoes since 1940s. Burns. Apparently, there was a, a tree that was a, a roadside uh, attraction in Idaho where people would, like, nail shoes to it or take work boots and whatnot and mm -hmm. tie the laces and throw them up into the branches. But apparently, this tree caught fire, and it had a hard time putting it out because of all the rubber that was in this tree. Basically, it would be like tires going on fire. Right. They, they couldn't put this tree out. Because of all the shoes, but I mean, think about it. Oh, You've got shoes on fire in a tree. Gotcha. That's Seventy expensive. years worth of shoes in this tree. Oh damn! Think of the history in there. And it's all gone. Yeah. Jeez. Up in smoke. You got any, Cindy? No wacky stories. Nothing here. Nothing here. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Not even main theme. What do you mean? The main theme. Medical we, miracles. We haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, well, we can. We can do that right now. Roger, did you have anything on medical miracles, or was it just the wacky stuff you're finding? Uh, I found one story that's medical, but uh, there's really not a whole lot to say about it. Do your best. Well, basically, they yeah, found a new procedure for doing a... What's it? Angioplasty, where they... Uh, Put the balloon in you when you have a heart attack to right. clear your arteries. Right. Well, for years and years and years, they've always gone through artery in your groin. Now they found a way to go through your wrist. That when they're done, all they have to do is put a Band-Aid on it. Really? Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. So when they went through, the, very cool. when they went through the groin, a Band-Aid wouldn't do it. But Apparently not. All the way to hell up. 
It's a little more invasive at that point. That's a lot I'm of guessing. work. Yep. That's interesting. I, I would be very curious to watch a procedure like that. You know, just think about the groin one or the wrist one. Either one. All right. Next. Next. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the thing. Okay. Vandalism suspects greets cops in the nude holding a beer. Oh, I got to open this one. Okay. <laughs> please do. A Mesa woman greeted police officers in the nude and holding a beer after allegedly vandalizing her boyfriend's car with a dog leash. <laughs> police were called to a home near Guadalupe and Alma School Roads Sunday afternoon because the woman was reportedly throwing items at a vehicle, damaging the car and its windshield. When officers arrived at the scene, the woman's boyfriend flagged them down. The damaged vehicle belonged to him, and police said he appeared to be distraught as he said, Look what she did to my car! Both the front windshield and the back window were described as completely smashed, causing about $1,000 damage. Okay. The victim waited outside as officers went up to the uh, up to the house to contact the woman. When she answered the door, she was naked and holding a beer, according to records. She told officers she had been skinny dipping. Okay. Did they have pictures? Uh, no. Oh. Horned death metal fan tries to run over landlady. <laughs> That must be the one that I saw. There's one about... Uh, the guy's wearing a pink t-shirt. Mugshot of the day. Yep, it's the same guy then. Go ahead. Go with the story. I haven't even opened it. Horns, tattooed eyebrows, and earlobe implants were among the personal oddities noted by police on Jesse Thornhill's arrest sheet after the 28-year-old allegedly tried to run over his landlady with his people carrier. First of all, I hope in this article they describe what a people carrier is. Officers were called to a disturbance in Tulsa, Oklahoma after receiving reports of a late night altercation involving the death metal fan. They were told he'd attempted to run over his landlady after an argument using his vehicle as a dangerous weapon. So they call a, a vehicle a people carrier. The landlady I guess, managed I guess to... it depends on the type of vehicle. Yeah. The landlady managed to jump out of the way of the people carrier, they say again. <laughs> he was found and arrested a few hours later, spending the night in Tulsa County Jail before being released on a bill of $10,000. Jesse's horns, lest you were wondering, were created via Teflon implants that are inserted to stretch the skin. To sport a pair the size of the alleged road demon, however, a number of further procedures are necessary to accommodate the larger horns. On his Facebook page, young Jesse lists the band Nassau Chainsaw Disgraceland Demolition Committee as one of his favorites. That's right. Nassau Chainsaw Disgraceland Demolition Committee. That would be the group whose live performances feature industrial demolition, copious pyrotechnics, and a man swinging from a rope via hooks through the skin on his back. Uh, I'm gonna well, to, on a side note. You know, now I'm going to have to look up Nassau Chainsaw Disgraceland Demolition Committee to see this guy swinging by his back. Chain. No, I've seen that on television and i don't care to see that again you have but a people carrier is a car or minivan designed for spaciousness okay i can see that well here's a good one 
Police in Washington suburb reported arresting a man on drunken driving charges and finding three $4,100 bills on him that were printed in Spanish. What's a sure way to spot a counterfeit $100 bill if it's printed in Spanish? Phony bills printed in... Sp- oh, wait, American bills? Yes. What an idiot. Lovely. I got to open this and see if there's a uh, picture. Genius at work. <laughs> no, they don't show the phony $100 bills. Okay. Getting to some of these medical marvels. I'm sure that both of you in our audience are intrigued by the leaps and bounds science and medicine are making for the benefit of humanity. Diseases, ailments. Uh, now, there still, no, still is no cure for the common cold. But as I have heard, if you leave it alone, the common cold will last for a week. If you take vitamin C or medicines and stuff to get rid of the common cold, get rid of it in seven days. That's a week. I mean, come on. Roger. That was a joke. Wasn't a good one. But that is the joke. So but many it people, wasn't a good so, one. So many people are like, oh, I'm going to pop echinacea and, I, and I'll, I'll, get my cold, I'll get rid of my cold in a week. The common cold last. The common cold virus in the human body lasts seven days. The symptoms. The symptom. No, not usually. The typically, the symptoms last longer. You could have a, a scratchy cough, a runny nose, whatever, a fever, for longer than a week, and the and the virus be gone. It all it all depends on how your body reacts to it, right? Am I right, Cindy? Or am I right? The common cold is going to run its course from 7 to 10 days, no matter what you do. Ah, 7 to 10 days, okay. However, you will feel better if you rest and take fluids in and don't overdo during that time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cindy, my resi- our resident physician. No? Physician? Resident can't, scientist. Can't claim that. Scientist, yeah, I can claim that. Resident scientist. There you have it, folks. Common cold will last 7 to 10 days, and you're better off if you rest. Stay home from work. Because you know what? There's too much of that these days. Oh, I'm sick. I'm going to go into work anyway. And you get everybody else in the office sick. We all do it. Well, I do yeah, it. We do. I've done it. I save my sick days for Vacation. play days. <laughs> everybody does it. You'd rather. I'll muddle through when I'm sick and then take a play day as a sick day. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you stop and think about it. Hey, your company will tell you if you're sick, don't come into work. And I would Take gladly off. oblige. And now, if you have a cold, seven to ten days. But if no, you're no, out no, for no, more than three days, you better have a doctor's note. No, you're going to no, lose no. your you, job. You don't. The, the virus hits you and, and will be in your system for seven to ten days. You don't feel Correct. the effects of that virus for the full seven to ten days. No, but you still have the uh, virus, which you can spread. Nah, no, 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 no. The virus is only is only spreadable during the incubation period, which is like the first day or two. Correct, Cindy? I think it's the first three or so days that you're really contagious. But, but having said that, if you're sneezing and spraying your nostril, then you are 
you're spreading your stuff. Right. Sorry. Yeah, but you're not spreading the germ if it's beyond the three-day period, say. You're just spreading your snots. But if your snots are still infected, then you're spreading that. Right. And okay. I, don't, I don't know if the incubation time is for that. So it's safe to cover your mouth and rest and take lots but of fl- fluids. Still proves my point. They tell you if you're sick, don't come into work. Right. But if you're sick for more than three days... You better have a doctor's note. So you're going to go to the doctor for a cold. He's going to tell you, yep, you've got a cold. Nothing well, I can do for you. Get you're not going to go to the doctor for a cold. But I mean. The, the, but you'll lose your job if you don't. Well. That's my point. I never was out three days consecutively due to sick. Willfully not wanting to go to work. Yes. But sick. No. <laughs> but, no well, that's. I never, that's a type of sick. Sick of showing sick up of for work. work. It's an emotional, mental sick. I can't come in today. I'm sick. I'm too well to go. I'm, I'm sick of working. No. But, um, anywho, modern medical marvels can no, do. we're going to get to this now. Can do all. We'll get to this, and you'll be surprised. Have you heard of extracellular matrix or ECM, um, as it is called? If I have, I haven't heard it called that. It's basically the part of animal tissue that provides structural support to the cells in addition to other functions it may may perform. But the extracellular matrix basically is a bed for cells, but it also tells these cells, based on their proximity, what they should be coming. They should okay. become... You know what I'm saying? Like whether you're going to be a bone cell, a nerve cell, a muscle cell, a skin cell, a nail cell, whatever. Like if you're going to try to regrow a finger. What about a nacelle? What? A nacelle is like a a power unit. Oh, I did not know that. Not, Not anything medical. Oh, okay. The extracellular matrix includes the interstitial matrix and the basement basement membrane, as they call it. But the interstitial matrix is present between various animal cells in the intercellular spaces. Uh, Gels of polysaccharides and fibrous proteins fill the interstitial space and act as a compression buffer against the stress placed on the extracellular matrix. This all from... Wikipedia, I might add, just in, so I don't get in trouble. But Wikipedia is uh, is like open anyway, right? Anyway, basement membranes are sheet-like deposits of ECM on which various epithelial cells rest. So anyway, the extracellular matrix is the structure that the cells are built around, and it kind of tells them you you're you're going to be this kind of cell, or you're going to, you know hang out here and do this or do that. Now, this tech, understanding of this, this cell, this, the way the cells behave like this in this cellular matrix have led to new developments in regenerating body parts and, tra- and even a transplanted lung in a rat. Now, have you heard of any of this, Raj? No. Did you hear about the, the pig heart that was made when scientists stripped down using a detergent okay they stripped away all of the cells the living cells 
they're left with a, a, a scaffold of sorts that makes up the shape of the organ or the whatever it is without the cells on it. Now, this membrane is inert, basically. It can go from wherever you can put it in anybody you want. So what they do is, if they wanted to create a lung or a heart, an organ, they would take an organ out of like a dead donor or something, and they would strip the cells away from it, leaving this scaffolding that they would then coat with stem cells or regenerative cells. And then those cells would develop based on what the membrane is telling them into what they need to be. Because stem, hmm. you know, stem cells are the, they're new cells, they're fresh cells. These stem cells can be made into whatever you want them to be. They contain every piece of information they need to be anything. They could be a fingernail, skin, muscle, a joint, a tendon, whatever you need it to be, a stem cell can be that. So what scientists have done now is they found a way to wash away bad old cells and use fresh regenerative cells on these matrix that could then grow and follow the instructions that the extracellular matrix gives them to become what they need to be. Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah, so basically they can make just about anything. Yeah, but you need to have the structure there first. Now you're talking about building a, a body part in a month or so or a couple of weeks that's full size. You Is need... that the uh, time frame that it takes? Yes, actually, for certain organs... It can be a few days or a month. No kidding. Yeah. So now, basically what that's telling me is like say you've got somebody needs a liver transplant. You know, you're going to die in six months if you don't have a new liver. They can take a portion of the liver and generate one. And then if you think about it, your body won't reject it because it's yours. Roger, that's exactly the point. Let me read this one bit. Okay. A lung regenerated and transplanted into a rat. Now, this was done in a Yale lab. A team led by Thomas Peterson, I'm reading one of my own little excerpts here, stripped away all of the cells and blood vessels, leaving a scaffold of connective tissue. And then they regrew the missing cells on the matrix. Okay. Using the rat's own regenerative cells. So the new lung took only a few days to reform, and it was transplanted into the rat, and it works fine. Really? Yeah. They figure in about 20 to 25 years, they'll be able to prepare, they'll be prepared to try it on humans. A lung would be taken from like a dead donor or uh, a primate or a pig. It would be stripped down using special detergents to strip away the cells. And then like they did with the rat lung, the patient's stem cells would be applied to the scaffold, as they call it, where the cells would develop into a fully functioning lung, and it would then be transplanted into the patient again and not be rejected, as you mentioned, because it's this patient's own cells. Right. Yep. That's awesome. There was a, there was a case where, now this is actually a little bit controversial, a, a news story 
came out about a guy who had about a half inch of his finger lopped off in some accident. Okay. His, uh, his brother or cousin or somebody who was a scientist sends him a little bit of powder and says, here, sprinkle this on your wound and then wrap it up. And it was extracellular matrix, which is, uh, I'll, I'll read briefly what it is. It, it's the extracellular part of an animal of animal tissue that is usually that usually provides structure support to the animal cells in addition to performing various other important functions. Blah 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 blah. Um, they got it from like the uh, bladder of a pig. Is what they were able to experiment with. Okay. So these this extracellular matrix powder that they've developed can be used to regenerate portions of body parts like a wound in a leg or something you would put it in there our company uses some of that technology really you can elaborate on that it's, high, it's top secret stuff it's not top secret it's just all i'm saying is some of the um some of the products that we make are biomaterials that they insert in people's bones where they have gaps holes etc and they not and only it's not just a graft no. It's an It's a biomaterial. It's an ECM, an extracellular membrane. Yes. That will actually develop yes. and fill in it the has, spot. It has two purposes. It fills in the spot and it provides that foundation or matrix like you were talking where cells can grow. Your cells can grow from it. Yes. That is awesome. I mean, that's not on the level that you were talking about like growing a liver. No, that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking or about Or no a lung, but yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about just in terms of the, the bones. No, you've got, a, the big, bones. You got yeah. a big old gash in your arm that's yeah. going to require a skin graft yeah. or a bone replacement or a muscle replacement. In fact, they use it most in, in you know bones where you've had a, a, a serious injury where there's been a big chunk of bone that's been gouged out, for example, or more more frequently in the maxo, maxillofacial area okay. where you've had a serious facial injury, they'll put in biomaterial okay that will adhere to the bone first of all and then it provides the matrix for bone cells to regenerate from that implant and skin and muscle around it yes of course and if you put that matrix that that's different than what you know you were talking about the no, lung you, and the if you the, put the that liver, material if you put that material in a form that it's naturally supposed to resemble yes the cells will grow around that form. Yes, it provides a foundation for cells to go around. But they'll become... And it fills the hole in the interim. Yeah, yes. they'll become what their neighbors are. Yes, exactly. There's a bone over here. Oh, I'm going to be a bone cell. I'm right next yep. to a bone But here. that's in the I'm context of... I'm next to a of, muscle of, over here. Of, I'm going to become a muscle cell. They'll... Well, but that's in the context of, of bone. It's not, you know, critical tissue like lungs or liver. That's that's a different no, animal. No, but still, these cells can become it's bone the same concept, or skin though. or muscle. Or nerves, it's, these cells. It's a similar concept. But just so you know, that's stuff that I'm working on right now. But, but the stuff you're using is provided not with the stem cells of the patient no, no, included. It's, no, it's called a biomaterial product, but it's, it's made in such a way that it can mesh well with your bones. And it's not rejected? No. Does it at all use the patient's own cells? It doesn't use a patient's cells in the beginning. It's implanted in the area where it's needed. So it, say say you you know have a serious accident and your whole cheekbone gets 
bashed in. They'll put the stuff in the void. It will fill the void and provide the foundation for bone cells that were there and are there to grow around it and to regenerate themselves. That's awesome. Isn't that cool, Raj? Oh, yeah. I mean, that stuff's already happening. That's that, But that's just, you know, bone bone growth. That's Right, that's the regener- regenerating... Regenerating... Re- oh, good. Let me try it again. Regenerating... Hey, organs and stuff is going to take. That's a whole different. Some animal. more time, but that technology is here, man. That's it. I mean, they've been using that for quite a while. I mean, not quite a while, but at least ten years. That's awesome. We'll get back to what you were saying about the guy who lopped off the end of his finger and put a powder on it. Whatever became of that? Well, apparently. Now, this is, like I said, it was a controversial story in that the initial story came out and a bunch of news outlets covered it. Uh, They said the guy lost a half inch of his finger in an accident and his brother, a scientist, had sent him a powder and said, put this on it and cover it up. He did, and it was an extracellular matrix from a pig bladder or whatever that they had been using. His brother's a scientist, right? So... And his finger in uh, four weeks completely regrew fingernail, bone, and skin and everything. The tip of his finger. Now, I read an article that actually compared the before and after photo. When I look at the before and after photo, I actually see that it's, uh, it's, um, it's probably true that the guy probably didn't lose more than three-eighths of a finger before even the, the nail bed is... A, is you know, injured. Uh, yeah, so naturally the nail is going to grow back. Yeah, the nail would be fine, and most of the flesh on the tip would grow back anyway. I was listening to an interview with a, with a, a, a scientist once who was talking about the cells and regenerating cells like a salamander does, or regenerating arms and things like a salamander does. And he was saying, your, your cells in your body, the stem cells, know they have all the information to be any cell in the entire human body. So if they're if they if a stem cell happens to find itself next to an elbow bone cell, it knows, oh well wait a minute, am I the rest of the elbow bone? Or am I gonna be the ulna? Or am I a bit of a tendon here connecting this? They they figure they know that stuff and they can figure it out based on where they're where they are located next to that bone and what information they're getting from the cellular matrix around them that's saying, well, no, the bone ended here, so you're a tendon. It's amazing what science is under is uncovering. And us, us ordinary humans can't fathom all this stuff, and it seems like magic half the time, you know? It's just, oh yeah, it's unreal. Especially in this day and age. Arthur C. Clarke said that any sufficiently advanced civilization is comparable to magic to any civilization that doesn't know as much sure right Right. so we're in a time period now where this exponential growth of technology only enables us to develop further faster so we're almost at a point where the stuff that's happening now is like magic it's hard to stay up yeah all of the advances because there is a lot of things going on mm-hmm. right now. 
Well, if you go back to what you were just saying with Arthur C. Clarke's quote, just stop and think about stuff that we take for granted today. Think about how your parents would have looked at it when they were a kid. We should I mean, my- that, you don't even have to go back very far. I mean, just when your parents were a kid, some of the right. stuff we do, they'd look at it and go, wow, you know, how do you do that? Yet exactly. Today, it's just, it's common. It's par for the course. What kind of developments has someone that age seen? Your parents too, Raj. I mean, in the course of their lives, the stuff that we're learning and understanding and incorporating into our lives every day based on science and technology is far more than they did every day in their lives growing up. I mean, it was it was a freaking paddle ball or, or a yo-yo. I mean, and now we've got Nintendo, the Wii. I mean, the Guitar Hero. You're talking about stuff that totally warps a kid's mind with a whole different technology. They're they're playing virtual reality games. Not just s- color television. Never mind the Wii. Yeah, just color television and 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 just television. Yeah. And some when your respects, dad was a kid, he didn't have a TV, he had a radio. And and yeah, the just the TV coming around was like this amazing invention, this incredible thing and it was Oh, that's just we can we could do a whole other episode on on the technology. We should on technology and development stuff like that. I should build a show around that. We should get my mom and dad on. Maybe we can get your dad to stop by your place, Raj, and join us on the cast. What do you think? No, I doubt it. You doubt it? Okay. No, we tried. Maybe Cindy's mom could join us on the cast via Skype. I think we need to take advantage of those uh, people that have been around a while. Definitely, they're, they're wise. They're wiser than we give them credit for. Well, the for. thing is, is they've, they're our link to the past that we never saw. Yep. Right? Yep. I mean, we didn't, I haven't talked to my parents about all the stuff they grew up with. I read in books and history books and stuff about what was invented at those times and what they were learning. And But you don't talk to them and really get their take on it. Christ, now I've got Apple TV, Fios, and and broadband internet and damn what is this network uh, mass storage drive on my local area network what the hell is that what's a lan what's a wan you know you. and what's beeping on my cell phone there we go <laughs> uh did you have any did you have anything else raj uh no okay how about uh the itooth guy he literally in back in 2008 had his canine tooth hollowed out or part of it taken out and then transplanted into his eye. They took a piece of his tooth because they wanted to put something in his eye that would not be rejected. So they took a piece of his tooth and hollowed it out and they stuck it in there to create the circle for a lens, right? Okay. Then they took a piece of skin from his inside of his cheek and they implanted that near the tooth in the eye so that it would develop a blood supply. So that it did, they, it would not just die in the eye, and then, after everything was done, they took the piece of skin, they pulled it over the tooth part, and like, fashioned in a, a lens of some kind. I don't know how they did that, but the man was able to see after that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's what you call you know leading cutting edge science right there. 
Uh, boy recovered after after orthopedic decapitation. Did you hear about that one? No. I have a special beef with this article. This kid, Jordan Taylor, was in a car accident, and it separated his skull from his vertebra. Internally, inside his body, he was decapitated. It's called an orthopedic decapitation. There was no connection between the bones of the neck and the head. Uh, at the time, Jordan had a 1% chance of survival. Dr. Roberts reconnected Jordan's head to his neck with a metal plate, screws, and titanium rods. Three months after this accident, Jordan left the hospital and is now back at school. Now, I'm not sure. I think this is uh, three or four years ago. But uh, the part that gets me is that they have this whole... The last three-sentence paragraph describes exactly what happened. The doctor put screws, plates, and then there was time involved for the healing. And the kid was okay. Science, medical science, knowledgeable doctor, technique, right? Does the job. Doctors do that stuff every day. And they do it every day. But now what gets me is the, is the paragraph in between that says... The uh, the tissue may have been destroyed, but the faith of Jordan's family was intact. Word about what happened to Jordan spread to the family's church and other churches across the country. And Jordan's mother says that one time she knew of at least 20 churches that were praying for her son. And I say to myself, did Dr. Roberts say, oh, oh yeah, I decided I was going to reconnect Jordan's head to his neck with the metal plate, the screws, and titanium rods. Because of all the prayers that I heard. Come on, we have, uh, we have doctors. I know people feel comfort in prayer. I know people feel uh, to believe that they, they want to believe in stuff. They, they pray for things. But we have science. We have doctors who will do this stuff regardless of whether you're praying or not. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. This Dr. Roberts would have reconnected Jordan's head to his neck with the metal plates, screws, and titanium rods, regardless of whether or not and how many churches were praying for this kid to recover. So that's all I got. Extracellular matrix, lung regenerated and transplanted into a rat, and the eye tooth guy, and boy recovered at their orthopedic decapitation. But there are a ton of medical miracles out there. Help me out, guys. Pressure cooker. Pressure cooker, Cindy. Cindy. <laughs> Pressure take, cooker. <laughs> Cindy, take it away. Oh, there was a story about um, a doctor in Haiti after the tragedy there. And he was talking about, the, obviously, they were short on supplies, trying to do too much with too little. The difficulty, I guess, was that they had a lot of equipment, but with uh, the surgeries and things they needed to do, the, the the hard part they were having was being able to sterilize and clean all of that uh, equipment, you know, in between. Right. In between. In the field. Cases, you know, to make sure they weren't contaminating yeah. people. And that's interesting because that's a lot of, or at least a part of what I do in my job right now, so. Um, sanitization and steam 
providing pressure, providing instructions for hospitals to clean and sterilize equipment in between their surgeries. And it was interesting because the doctor was saying, you know, you, you, you try to do what you can with what you have. And they didn't have industrial autoclaves like hospitals do to sterilize equipment in between surgery cases. But what they did find was that they had a couple of pressure cookers and they used those instead to put instruments and things in in between surgeries. So they were able to ensure that that equipment was sterilized and, you know, that way they weren't uh, infecting the next person. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our autoclave. Totally incomplete. But our on the spot autoclave. Our that, that wasn't even medical miracle. Are you finish it? No, but that's fine. How did you not finish it? We didn't even talk uh, about it. She was it. interrupted. Well, finish it then. We can go. It doesn't matter. So what? Let happened? it go. No, what happened? Let what, it go. What, what, what happened so with the autoclave? Beyond, no, what happened? So with, far beyond that. What happened with the autoclave? It's not even important. It is. The guy was out there in the field. You're not going to include this. Let's just move. Let's just cut. Oh, How do you me. know what I'm not going to include? Good night, folks. Cut it off. I can recover that. Cut it off. You don't know my talents. Of course I if do. If you simply tell me. Oh, I do. If you simply tell me. <laughs> if you simply tell me what the what was happening with this autoclave, these steam pressure cookers out in the field. Then we can continue that and finish it. The doctors in Hades used a pressure cooker in lieu of an autoclave. An autoclave is what an industrial setting would use to sterilize equipment. So it was very cool that they they came upon a pressure cooker and realized that a it's, pressure cooker. Well, a several. They didn't. They say. didn't like order them. No, somebody just, had it in their freaking kitchen no, in the middle of jungle. Them, I'm sure they would have ordered. In an Hades, autoclave. somebody happened to have a pressure cooker, and they said the doctors like, "Ooh, that would work." Okay, kitchen and in the middle of the jungle just don't see the jive there, but don't know the Hades details. The Somebody had a pressure cooker. That's awesome. That yeah. is there's a smart doc using his noodle, I'm telling you. Well, doctors are smart by definition. But they don't always use their noodle. <laughs> I would hope so. After all that but schooling. Anyway, they use the pressure cooker, same principle as not a clave. That is high temperature, high pressure, saturated steam used to sterilize bravo quickly that's all end of story so could you use an autoclave to make rice or a roast or, yeah you'd have to or program a, or a pressure cooker you would have to program the right temperature and time you wouldn't want to use a standard cycle because that would way overdo your rice but mm, I hate short answer way. yes and long answer why would you want to exactly exactly uh, okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for the Cosmic Pirate Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you come back for more. And we hope that you stop by our Facebook page and join in the themes discussion to tell us what you'd like to hear. Uh, please contact us on Facebook or visit Cosmic P. Facebook Pirates? I R A T E S. I forgot that we actually had a website now. Cosmic Pirates, plural. CosmicPirates.com because Cosmic Pirate is taken by some shem. So, uh, CosmicPirates.com. Visit the website. Check out the blog where we have an ongoing list of all the episodes and past episodes. 
We are going to put up bios of the members, Cindy, me, and Roger. But uh, anyway, visit the website, CosmicPirates.com, or check out our Facebook page, which there's a link to from CosmicPirates.com. And you can check out our Facebook page and join in the discussions, suggest topics, blah, 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 blah. Share your stories so we have stuff we can talk about. Funny stories, wacky news. Anything you want us to talk about on the air, on the air, on the podcast, let us know, and we will be glad to do that. Uh, thanks for listening again, folks. I'm Drew, Cindy joining me in the studio here, and Roger from Florida. Everybody have a good night. Thank you, and goodbye. Good night. Good night. Good night.